Hello and welcome to episode number 282 of the Armin Show podcast. This one is going to be high energy and fast paced. Every time it's different, but we want to work with the people as they are. Glad to have you on here. Make sure to subscribe, click whatever, like, review, whatever comment on some sort of service. If you can do that, that is helpful to the show. Armin, take a breath. Okay, I'm taking a breath. Now, this episode is interesting because I'm going to ask myself 28.2 questions as an interview to myself. As if there was another person asking me them. Nine of the questions I wrote down, 19 of them I'm getting from a website of the top podcast questions to ask. And I'm going to answer them all. And then there will be 0.2 more questions at the end to make it 28.2. Let's get started. Straight to it. Should I comment some other things? Yes. Share this with people. Like it. Whatever it is. We're at 240 subscribers on the YouTube some number on the Spotify, some number on the website, listeners across here, there, and everywhere. Onward to the questions. I, should, I probably should do more intro, but it's okay. Question number one, when did you start this podcast? Interesting one on this one. The day this episode comes out will be exactly three years after I started it. So October 6, 2020 is when this is coming out. I started this podcast October 6, 2017, three years ago. That's when I started it. It's called The Armin Show. Before this one, there was one called That Guy Named Armin. I ran that one for maybe a year. And then before that, I was doing other types of video content on YouTube and elsewhere. And then before that, I had my blog in 2008, 9, 10, 11. Timeless information. Question number two. What does it mean to you to have a podcast? To me, it means I connect with... Intelligent people, intellectual people, creatives. I'm able to put this material out there for you who is listening. Maybe it can be informative. It can provide some value, a message of what is good so that we have something to point to. So we're not always looking at the problems, but we can say, this is one of the good things. At least we have a good thing. Not even at least. Just this is a great thing on the planet. Question number three, what kind of topics do you most like to cover on the show? Well, I like science a lot because science is fact-based. You test things out. If it works, then it's more accurate. It's not made up. I also like talking with creatives. They have high energy. They make things. Long live people who make things. It's enjoyable to be around them. They're relaxed and they always reach for something more. They're not stuck. The opposite of that is following all kinds of rules and not changing. Any other topics I like covering? Personal development, things related to growth, and sometimes the path of people. Question number four, how does a podcast work? Well, you record, for example, in Audacity or some program with a microphone, save it. If it's a video, you record it through camera, then you upload it to, let's say, YouTube, and then you write a description along with that. You can then also post it to your website, put the description in there, also add pictures, tags. There's a lot of steps along the way if you want to post it to everywhere, which is part of the background that you don't see as the listener or viewer. And that's what keeps it a little more exclusive. Work separates out those who want to do the work and those who don't. It's a nice feature. 
and then once it's posted people can share it it's used to be just audio long ago that was the idea but now many of them are video what are some goals you have for the show well i'd like to add in multiple guests later in the year or multiple hosts or try a different language possibly those are a few of the goals for the upcoming year some combinations more combinations and cool people this question comes from random person what style of podcast do you most relate with outside of your own so the styles thanks for the question person the styles of podcasts i most relate with outside of my own are they're informative they're not really jokey the ones that make jokes i can't relate with much because i look at most of existence as having funny features so jokes they look sort of unnecessary like the word sort of that i just put in that sentence or just that i put in the last one these filler words don't help anybody and in the same way jokes seem to be excessive but they're liked by many so if it makes people happy cool i like the ones that are more informative podcasts the one that the ones that are more intellectual they discuss topics with not much change of voice i'm not saying they're boring sounding but they're not too punchy i don't really relate with punchy Here's another question from that person. Yes, can you ask that one? Hello. How would you describe 2020? Well, thank you for your question. So 2020 is a year of big change and has slowed down the whole planet. It was a necessary change for the planet and it's part of our human story if we don't have big things every once in a while, it starts to feel weird because the planet had so many events over the past billion years. And if we don't have any of these events in our lifetime, it feels like we got shortchanged. And that's not great. So it definitely has the virus impacting the planet and all kinds of other activity and groups and movements that are bigger than ever before because of the internet and the ability to connect so quickly. Yes, you, can you ask your question? Hello, what books do you recommend for someone wanting to read something new? That's a good one. So books that I recommend for someone wanting to read something new. I used to have certain books I'd recommend like Behave by Robert Sapolsky. I don't know what new books have come out that I'd recommend. Breath by James Nestor has been dominating the science category this year. And a lot of people have changed their breathing or adapted it in some form based on that book. He has been speaking everywhere. There is also more than books. There is a lot of research in relation to epidemiology and how viruses spread that has come out this year. I've read a lot of research articles. I'd say those are interesting. 
but I don't have too much on specific books that I point out. Obviously, the authors who have been on my show, those are some of the books in the category. But when it comes to mind of casual material, I have read separately. A lot of it has been in articles and some research papers. On to the next question. Yes, you over there. Hi, I have a question. What do you most like to see for others? Oh, that's a great question. So, what do I most like to see for others? I like to see them have better esteem of themselves. So that when they make decisions, it's not from fear or out of doubt of who they are or what they can do, but their full self. They show up and they do their thing and they're glad to do it and there's no hedging their bet or saying, well, that's this, but at least I did this and finally I did that. And well, all these weak words instead of saying, look what I made. I added to humanity and they just go along through their day without some sort of looking over their shoulder that nobody's going to comment on what they did. Self-esteem. That's what I like to bring to others. Now for the rest of these questions, except for the point two at the end, I am going to take them from this website that has the 19 best podcast interview questions submitted. So I'll go through them one by one. What is something people seem to misunderstand about you? Well, I would say that the average person would misunderstand how I'm communicating because I will usually communicate more that I am average. I'll pretend to be more average, but I don't believe it. That's just pretending. And so they might misunderstand that I'm just another person which is most likely if they are also just another person. But it's not likely if they are also having very good self-esteem. So that is a misunderstanding. Another one here. What should I ask you that I didn't know enough to ask? Boy, thank gosh I don't get these questions on a regular basis because what is this? What should I ask you that I didn't know enough to ask? Well, the question you would want to ask me is, how did you become so resilient? So maybe if you didn't know me well, you wouldn't know that. But Armin, how did you become so resilient? Is a good question to ask. Show me. Oh, this one was a joke. This third one on this podcast interview questions list. So I need it to be a real question. So let me make a question that fills in for the one I was about to ask myself, what is something that you have learned in the past year that has been very important? Let me answer that one. In the past year, a very valuable lesson has been to branch out, which means in terms of music I listen to, branch out in terms of places I go to or walk in or drive through changing it up nearly every time so i put priority now that i listen to a new song or watch a new interview instead of watching one or listening to one that i've listened to before the priority is there because 
At first, it might be more likable. It might not. But I have to branch out. That's a key thing from the past year. This one here is the next question. Tell me about a patient that touched your heart and tell me about a patient that changed your practice. Well, I am not a doctor, so I don't have patients like that. But as far as people who have impacted me, a lot of my impact has been through relationships in terms of dating and close friendships. There has been the most impact as far as a patient. That might be someone I have worked with. I have had some younger people I have had as clients who represented to me something about the youth and where they are at. And it does connect me with where the next generation is going. They don't listen to the same kind of music as 10, 15 years ago or 50 years ago or 100 years ago because they adapted to the moment. It's a bit more laid back. It's not as punchy in the element of forcefulness as it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. The music is more continuous. See, so everything has changed in that 20, 30 years ago, there was less happening. So you wanted to stand out and you needed to compete hard and you'd be punchy. Now in 2020, music is calmer because you're listening to it all day long. It's not once in a while. You need voices and people that you could hear all day long. But 20 years ago, people preferred music that would be punchy, but for 20 minutes in the day. There's something about that that has shifted the kind of music. Because you can't listen to a music that's really all day long. It's too punchy. But you can listen to like more light-natured, softer music all day long. That's something I have noticed and I have learned from the youth. This next question, what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Well, I am inspired by people who have good self-esteem and make things. And what makes me feel like my best self when I am making things and in at full speed, full speed, with no limitation, nobody judging Nobody trying to bring some sort of depressive energy around. Just making, doing, connecting with people full speed. I'm a fan of that. Next question. Yes, you over there. Hello. What is one thing that your program did for your client that you didn't expect? Okay. These questions about clients. Maybe I should have looked at some of these questions that I'm looking in this list. I thought they were great podcast questions but the program did for my client that I didn't expect well my program would be my show and or my past articles so one thing that my content has done for people that I didn't expect is allowed a great place for certain authors certain authors and or scientists to showcase their story so like when Dr. Maryam Bakir of New York 
was able to showcase her response to COVID in the prime time of the COVID rise in New York, my show is her opportunity to showcase that. It was the top one. It's it's her place to showcase that. What a moment, right? So that's the great thing that I don't want to say I didn't expect, but it's a wonderful feature of the show. It gets to showcase people at the right time, at the time, the main time. And I am part of that. I like that part. Next question. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Well, so I have a billboard. It's on the street. And what would it be and why? It would say, you are, well, it would kind of be like the title of my past song because I've made a few songs, but we are the ones or you are the one. But one of those two. To remind people, that's it. There's no other people we're looking at. We are the ones who do the things. I'm the one making this show. Later on, when I speak with well-known person this, and other super award winner this, and other person this, that's me. If you don't have that belief, you cannot get there. The belief is very important. Somebody else, if you give them a microphone, have them do this episode, they'll say, well, um, I don't know what I'd put on the billboard. I'm not sure. And that's it. Like They wouldn't really have a thought, or they might have one, but it would be small. It's a different response. But mine, I would tell everybody on the planet, we are the ones. We are the ones who can do things. We are the ones with the abilities. We are the ones of the current moment. That's what I would want everybody to know. Question number eight. If you could turn back, not eight, it's actually on, of my total list, it would be 17. It's number eight on this second set. If you could turn back the time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him or her? I would tell him, you are correct. That's basically it. The things you are thinking are accurate. So, more of your own material and less of hearing the outside world. That's about it. Next question. If in 150 years, sciences fail to save us and all that is left is a book about your life, what would the title be and what would the blurb tell us about me, who is Armin Shervanian? If there's a book about my life, what would the title be? It would be called, possibly, That Guy Named Armin, just like my past podcast show name. And the blurb would say, he represented what we were going for. That would be the book. There could be different titles. But that guy named Armin, he represented what we were going for. What Next question. What does being ridiculously human mean to you? Ridiculously human. This is good marketing because this question came from a ridiculously human podcast. Nice marketing. We love these marketing things everybody does. If anything has some sort of little difference, just remember somebody out there is looking to uh, attach their name to your thoughts. That's the goal. So it means to be very human. Let's put it that way. Very human is 
when someone is fully there, they're responsive, they're saying things. You say something and they have a response. They believe in something. They say it back to you. They're human. Their full self is coming out. It's not some limited form of what they can put out because that's all they can get out and they're coping or something they think you want to hear. It's not filtered. Filters are not human. If we filter ourselves through many different layers, we come out as some bland, bland, no-taste-flavored food. On to the next one. If you had $100 million or pounds to spend on health technology and no red tape, how would you spend it? Health technology. Well, am I an expert in health technology? No. But I would spend the $100 million on the the current well the current items are digital health there's artificial intelligence to look at all the things that people do and then see which of those correlate with long-term health and which of those correlate with dying soon so yeah i'll put it all into that 100 million dollars i'd put it all into analyzing the specific things that people do that are most connected with life elements that I value. So it would take a look at the people who are doing best in the way that I believe or for the general population and what is it about them that makes them that? Drinking more water during the day. Spending time thinking by themselves during the day. Having certain life conditions, environmental variables, internet usage, computer usage, walking, whatever. And even though 100 million sounds like a lot, there's only so much you could do with it. So that would be my view. It would get us a little bit forward on what is working well and what is causing problems. Next one. What's the most important thing you've learned in your life? What was your life like before learning it? What was your life like after learning it? Good question. This is from American Slacker Podcast. Maybe I should message all these podcasts. I mean, they do exist. When was this post made? In 2019. So not too long ago. Remember, my first nine questions from this episode I made, and then all these other ones I'm getting from a internet site with podcast interview questions. The most important thing I've learned in my life is kind of what I said earlier. Not kind of. Exactly what I said earlier, which is self-esteem is the whole item. When you believe in your form and what you are bringing to the table, that's it. You do your best. You make things. You're not limited. You go full speed. Before I learned this, I was not going... Well, I was sometimes going full speed, but not knowing why or how. After learning it, that's all I value. Those times of momentum where I'm making and doing and connecting. And everything else doesn't matter because everything else is not me. That's not my priority. That's not my strength. So it's no relevance for me personally. Next question. What is your best tip for making the world a better place? My best tip for making the world a better place is little things 
with the people around you. Doing little things with the people around you. And that doesn't mean physically it has to be around you. It could be if you make paintings online, the people who are at your same similar level, something like that, close to your level of painting or creativity, you connect with them on the internet to make their day a little bit better, work with them. Or it could be people who actually live near you. Little things with the people around you. Next one. If you can do anything to improve health and health care in rural America, what would you do? Health and health care. I would... If that's a thing that is seeked and we are teaming up to do it, so it can't just be me. But if I was looking to improve health and health care in rural America... I'd use the same material I learned from my earlier question answer. I'd look at information that describes what people are doing that keeps them healthy in those areas compared with what people are doing that doesn't. And you go from one towards the other. Towards the health. Looking at habits. Seeing if there's any bigger picture events that can be created for people to follow. You get a lot of people involved, you can make huge changes. That could be a movement. We have not had a like a health march in 2020. We've had a lot of different movements, but a health march would be something neat. And not like a fitness expo. That's what it is sort of, but a health march where everybody is talking about walking together and drinking water. And getting some fresh air. Next question. If I could remove all barriers and constraints, what project would you do and what would you and would you want to be known only by that project? I would never want to be known only by one project. That seems so limiting. But if I could remove all barriers and constraints, I it would be a global item. I would do a global I would have a global group and we would discuss together every day and meet up at times to work on material, talk about intelligent discussion, talk with, talk of, have intelligent discussion, make things and keep moving quickly. My project would be the people team up full speed project. What is the best compliment you have ever received? That's a good question. I can't remember any compliment specifically, but some a little bit come to my mind. I don't really look at compliments. I look at if I'm still alive, that's the compliment. Because everything else, like, it's it's just great. So... Specific compliments, because my self-esteem is good, they're not really going to have a huge impact. There's not much room. I, I indirectly compliment myself, compliment myself on a regular basis. So that would do that part. 
How would your parents describe what you do for a living? Well, in that's a great question. This is like a more normal type of question. It might be teaching the youth. So in math and science, that's how it would be described. Simple. How would I describe what I do for a living? Changing the landscape of the planet. So as you can see, completely different answers. So if you could have dinner with any three people dead or alive, who would it be and why? Well, it would be good to discuss with some of the top philosophers of the past. And it would be good to talk with some scientists of the past and or recent moment. I'll throw in Charles Darwin. And I will throw in Marcus Aurelius author of meditations and it says dead or alive i should have included more alive. i'm just going with old past people because that's part of what the question said but as far as alive i would also add in sean carter who is uh, jay-z good old sean and that's three people and now the 28th question, what would you pick for a last meal? Obviously, I'm not food-oriented. We all know this. It would be some sort of food. Let me pick something here. Last meal. What comes to my mind? Well, if you know what's good is pies. So I am going to throw in a pumpkin pie. There we are. That would be my last meal. And now that's 28 questions, but this episode includes 28.2 questions. So the last question will be this one. How are you? Now that person was going to have a whole sentence of many words. In fact, interestingly enough, it was going to be 15 words. But I cut them off at how are you, which is three words. What is three divided by 15.2? So all they got out to ask me was, how are you? And I will gladly answer that one. Thank you for the point two questions there. I am well, glad to be making material along with more in the future of all different kinds. There will be times when a lot comes out. And full speed is where I like to be with momentum. It is the interesting part for me. That's how I'll answer that question of how are you that got cut off. Who knows what the rest of their question would have been, but we'll never know because we needed exactly 0.2 questions there so that on episode 282, we have exactly 28.2 questions. Wonderful. That's teamwork. That's teamwork. I might do more episodes where it has a theme like this where I'm answering a bunch of questions, or I do some of these more planned out items that people on YouTube do where the material is coming at them or they follow a certain guideline. It's different from my stream of consciousness, but it's more straightforward for you as the listener. I'll close it up there. Glad to have you listening. Checking out the content. Subscribe on wherever. Leave a review on all the services, whatever you listen to this on, leave a review or a rating or click the bell in YouTube or whatever 
I don't know why people still say it in 2020. Just whatever there is to support the show that is internet things, do those internet things if you'd like to support the show. The people who mention this stuff always do better. I don't know why. If I like a show, I just do things regardless. But I know for a fact that saying these things makes a difference. Because you might forget or think about something else or are not as YouTube-centric or Spotify-centric or whatever it might be. Glad to have you on this one. Check you on the next one. And we are out.